Forgive Me, Season 3, Episode 5, Pre-Cana Counseling, Episode 2, Attack of the Popes. Jacob, Lizzie, I'm thrilled to see you back in today. It's nice to see you too, Father. Yes, we really can't thank you enough for finding time in your schedule for us at the last minute like this. Nonsense. I'll always have time for two of my favorite parishioners. You're far too kind, Ben. You better watch out. You never know if Margaret's right around the corner listening. (laughs) And let her listen. I've got no problem professing my love for the youth of this congregation. You are St. Patrick's future, after all. I've presided over more than one mostly empty Sunday Mass before I took on my posting here, so it's refreshing to have some deeply engaged young people to worship alongside. It helps that we've got a passionate young man leading us. Your services are the first I've attended in my life that didn't immediately put me to sleep. Jacob, that's terrible. What? It's true. I can't compliment the guy. Of course you can, Jacob. I won't tell the big guy on you. Oh, what am I doing? Please, come in, come in. Get comfortable. Can I get either of you a cup of coffee? Maybe tea? Have you got any Guinness? It's 10 a.m., dear. Oh, relax. He knows I'm just kidding. We're fine, Father. Well, please don't hesitate to let me know if you change your mind. Will do. So, why don't we get started? Pre-Cana Counseling, Episode 2. Attack of the Popes. Ha! <laughs> I never thought I'd take you for another prequels, man. I think Lucas gets way more flack than he deserves for those movies. Maybe it's because I grew up with them, but they'll always hold a special place in my heart. I'm in the exact same boat, my friend. You nerds. (laughs) I hate to say it, but I was nervous that our last conversation may have soured things between you two. I'm so relieved to have you back. Oh, heavens no, Father. Please don't ever blame yourself for any of our previous hang-ups. We own our relationship, nobody else. We just realized, after speaking to you, that we needed to take some extra time to make sure we were on the same page. I'm just glad to know that it's been healing for you. I also hope that your mentor couple has been of guidance. Remind me again who you were working with? Tom and Emily Stedman. They've had us over for dinner a few times. Oh, yes. A lovely couple, those two. Did you know Emily used to date my brother Riley when we were kids? I did not. Gosh, how long ago was that? (laughs) A lifetime. I was only 12 at the time, but I always kind of wish they'd ended up together. That Tom's a great guy, though. He is. We like him a lot. It's been really nice to reconnect. I'm so happy to hear that. Plus, that must mean you've gotten to spend some time with David. Oh, don't get him started on the pig. I love him so much. Did you know that he knows tricks? It's incredible. They're smarter than dogs. You better watch yourself or I'm going to tell Herman how you really feel about him. (laughs) I've seen David's work. It's very impressive. But tell me, have Tom and Emily helped nip any of those very understandable pre-wedding jitters in the bud? At first, but maybe a bit less when that mother of hers was around. Darla. Such a strong, willful woman. She's gone through a lot in the last two years. (laughs) Yeah, she certainly has. But you shouldn't compare any of your current relationship ails with those of a recent divorcee. She and Joe had a, shall we say, 
contentious uncoupling. So I'm not terribly surprised that she may have some unkind words about the institution of marriage. She kept going on and on about Joe's skid-marked underwear. It was a lot. But Tom and Emily... So nice. Truly wonderful people that were more than happy to answer any of our questions. Yeah, it was really helpful to talk to somebody so frankly about how difficult this can all be. Everything's not all clear on the Western Front? (laughs) Don't worry, Father. Nothing terrible has happened by any means. But being the outsider in a well-established family is a challenging transition for anybody to make. Especially when that family is made up of people as strong-willed as Lizzie's are. Oh, stop. They're not that bad. Jacob, feel free to elaborate as much or as little as you'd like. (sighs) I really love and appreciate them. I do. They've done everything you can think of to help us prepare for our wedding and what comes after. But they're a stubborn bunch, and they have no problem telling you that. I don't mean that in a negative way, necessarily, but it can be a lot at times. It's hard to have an opinion of my own about the size of our guest list or the contents of our menu when they so kindly remind me how often they're paying for the entire thing. I mean, they are paying for the whole thing, though. And the nicknames. God, the nicknames are relentless and not always kind, if I'm being entirely honest with you. Honey, that's just how we show each other our love in my family. You're going to have to get a thicker skin if you expect to fit in with this bunch. Nicknames? Oh, sure. They change from day to day, but the current favorite is Loaf. (laughs) Oh, come on. You love that one. I play along. Sure, but it's kind of mean-spirited, don't you think? And would it kill you to stand up to her for me at least once in a while? It's not Janelle's fault that you're so damn sensitive all the time. Lizzie, I know this is nuanced, but Jacob is trying to communicate some of his current hardships here. Could we try and give him a minute to express them without an immediate retort? Fine, fine. The floor is all yours, sweetie. So tell me more about Loaf. Where does it come from? And why do you think it bothers you? As I'm sure is painfully obvious to you, I'm not from around here. (laughs) I'd gathered that, yes. And because the wedding was postponed, finding permanent employment has been rather tricky. I've got a good stable of freelance writing work, maybe not as much as I'd like, but enough to help us keep the lights on. My parents own the house, dear. We don't pay the utility bill. It's just an expression. But that's part of the problem, yes. We live in a duplex, a modest place, a good starter home, as her mother likes to call it. Which, don't get me wrong, has been a wonderful boon in our ability to save up for our first real place. But her sister and brother-in-law live in the other unit next to ours, Janelle and Nikki. Now, Nikki, he's a real salt-of-the-earth guy, works construction for the town, keeps mostly to himself can fix anything you've got broken, would give you the shirt off his back, but would rather sit quietly in a corner for a catnap than have a conversation most of the time. So we get along great. But Janelle, she's, well. Be careful with whatever it is you're about to say next. Would it be wrong of me to call your sister nosy? I'll allow it. And you combine that nosiness with the fact that we share a front porch And she and I, we spend a lot of time together while Lizzie's off with her parents running the Madison County Cheese Emporium. 
More specifically, she spends a lot of time coming into our apartment and commenting on the fact that I'm home all the time, on the couch, in our living room, tied to my computer, rather than out supporting her sister like her Nikki does. So she's taken to calling me Loaf whenever we're together, and it's starting to catch on with the rest of the family. I see. But you know, I don't feel that way, so why does Janelle's opinion bother you so much? I love that you're there when I get back after a long day slinging cheddar with a home-cooked meal waiting for me. Well, first of all, because it's emasculating. And second, because you've joined in with them. That's because you are my little loaf. Just look at these little love handles. I could eat you no, up. No, leave me up. Get off. Have you communicated with the family that you don't like this nickname, Jacob? Constantly. Which has only made it worse. Now that the rest of them are involved, they change up the kind of bread depending on my mood. My favorite is when little Nicky Jr. calls you Uncle Pumpernickel. I do have to admit, that is kind of cute. Baby, I'm honestly really sorry. I had no idea the loaf thing was driving you this crazy. I know my family can be a lot to handle, especially when they're all ganging up on you like that. But you also have to know that they have us covered unequivocally, no matter how annoying they can be. I do. I really do. I just... It'd be nice to be able to get to be on the other side of that razzing once in a while, you know? It's kind of hard when it feels like every single family dinner is a simultaneous dogpile and minefield just waiting to happen. Lizzie, now that the two of you are getting serious about moving forward with your wedding, do you think you can consider standing up for Jacob every once in a while? Or, at least, giving him some ammunition against Janelle so that he's a little less naked on the battlefield when he wants to join in on the fun? (laughs) Father, that's just scandalous suggestion coming from you. I thought you'd be all about turning the other cheek. Look, I may not be married to anybody but the Lord, but I've got a younger brother. And heaven knows we know how to get on each other's nerves better than anybody else in the world. Especially now that we're this far into adulthood. No one can make you feel like you're 10 years old again better than your sibling, you know what I mean? Call her Turtle. That sounds like there's probably some history to it. Sound good to you, Jacob? Maybe you can try a little harder to fit into the family by giving Turtle a bit of her own medicine? Calling her Turtle isn't tied to some deep-seated childhood trauma that'll come back to bite me in the ass once I bring it up, is it? (laughs) No, nothing like that. It's a start. (laughs) I see you know your way around a bit of shared family trauma then, Jacob. Oh no, don't get him started on that now. Have I struck a nerve? It's just... And I I hate to be so blunt here, but Jakey's family did a real number on him back in the motherland. That's why he's got such a bug up his butt about being around mine so much. Was it an abusive situation? Nothing like that, father. Seriously, don't even worry about it. I don't know why she even brought it up. Oh no, never anything like that. Jacob's family, they don't talk about anything. We visited once last Christmas and their home Don't get me wrong, it's a lovely place, sure, if a bit modest, but it was cold there. And I'm not just talking about the temperature if you're picking up what I'm putting down. I'm sorry, but I'm not. 
I felt more like I was in a museum than in their home, where not a single tchotchke or book could be moved an inch for fear of disturbing its historical flow, not even to dust the place. And even though they were surrounded by such lush, gorgeous, expensive stuff, getting even the barest hint of a story about any of it from them was like pulling I swear, if I didn't know any better, I'd say his parents were monosyllabic. Okay, now you're just being cruel. I'm being cruel? Was it my father who had a stroke last year and never told us about it? Or was it yours? I'm sorry, sweetie. That was uncalled for, and I know it. But my family would do anything for us. And while I know they can be a bit too loud or a bit too drunk sometimes... At least they don't hide anything from me. Yes, but maybe I would be better off not knowing how much Janelle hates me. Oh, grow up. It sounds to me like what a lot of this boils down to is communication. The ways in which the two of you are communicating with each other, but also your loved ones about how you would like to be treated. Do you want me to say it? Will it really make you feel better if I just say yes? My family's kind of fucked up. That we like our liquor poured just a bit too heavily, or that we crack a beer open just a bit too early in the morning. That the verbal abuse is constant, and that the only way to survive is to just buck up and hurl it right back alongside them. Now, hang on for a minute. I think we're getting a little far away from a productive, conducive space. I mean, frankly, yes, I would. Because of course they are. But if you got any better ideas... I'm so glad that you are you, honey, that you are as creative as you are, and that you have the kind of lofty goals for your future that you do. But until you stop writing copy for shady dick pill websites and actually get that staff writing position that you're always raving about, we're stuck with them. And at least they fucking talk to one another. If I have to go back to Edinburgh and spend another full week in silence, I will probably scream. All right, you're out of line. That shit with my dad, it truly sucked. Obviously, you know how much it messed with my head when I finally realized what was going on. But even though I don't agree with the decision that my mother made when it happened, I understand why she did. But don't act like they were anything but perfectly pleasant with you when we visited. And yes, I'd love to get that staff writing job I'm always raving about, but it's kind of fucking hard to do when we live in the middle of nowhere and I don't have any working papers. That's why we're doing this whole thing in the first place. Wait. You think I don't know that? Yes, I am painfully aware that you'd rather live anywhere but here, but this is the job I've got. And honestly, the job I love. You may sneer at my family's little cheese business, but that store put three kids through private school and keeps the fridge stocked. And someday that little store is going to be mine. And you're going to be able to stay at home and do whatever the hell it is you want. So maybe we're not living in a big city like you may have dreamed we'd be when I told you that I was from New York. But you're out of Scotland which you and I both know is what you were looking for when you asked me to marry you. Elizabeth, Jacob, can we please take a step back for a moment? Give each other a minute to breathe and let ourselves remember why we're even here for a second. I can if she can. Lizzie? <laughs> I'm completely fine. I don't know what you're talking about. This is all normal to me. Yes, and if I'm hearing you both correctly... I think that might be a bit of your fiancé's point. It is. It's all a bit much. Better than frigid silence. Bup, bup, bup. 
I want to bring us back to absolute basics here. How old are each of you? 25 next month. I just turned 24. Happy birthday. Thank you. And how old were each of your parents when they got married? Well, not until they turned 40, actually. Mum's a widow already when she met Dad. They always called me their miracle baby. <laughs> My parents were kind of the opposite situation. Dad knocked Mom up when they were 17, and they both just kept going on from there. They got engaged as soon as they turned 18, but by the time they could actually afford the service, Janelle was 10 years old, walking me down the aisle in my bassinet so that we could be the flower girls. That's adorable. Why do you ask? I was hoping maybe they'd both been a bit closer to the same age, but the question I have for you still stands. And that is? How long have you two been together? Four years now. And you're positive that this is the next logical step for the two of you at this exact moment in time? Marriage is a lifelong sacrament that should not be taken lightly by any means, especially at your age. There comes a certain point in all of our lives where we're maybe making decisions that we don't fully understand the implications of yet. Decisions that can be difficult to undo in an institution like this one. I hope that you're not trying to say that you're going to back out on this ceremony on us. As you know, my family does a lot for the St. Patrick's community. I would hate for my father to have to rethink his generosity going forward. Now, now, I don't think that's necessary at all. I'm not trying to tell the two of you that I won't perform your wedding. Hand to God, if you both say that unequivocally, yes, you're ready to marry each other tomorrow, then I'll do it. Because I love the two of you, and I love the love that, despite your issues, I can tell you have for each other. We certainly are. But I've been listening to everything the two of you are saying tonight, both to me and to each other, and I have to admit... It sounds like the reasons you have for taking this step right now come more from legal red tape than they do for a desire to build a lasting commitment to one another. You're telling me it can't be both? No, of course not. That's not what I'm saying. Good, because it certainly does sound like that's what you were saying. We're young. We know that we're young. We're maybe younger than some people think we should be, yourself included. But the love we have for each other? It's as real as can be. This woman, she knows me inside and out, and while, yeah, I think she could maybe do a little bit better of a job protecting me from her family once in a while, that doesn't at all give me any pause when it comes to the choice we've made to create a life together. Oh, babe. And for you to suggest that we're just some dumb kids that are trying to sign a paper so that I can get a green card and nothing more? I've got to be honest, I expected that from immigration, but I definitely didn't expect it from you. But are you positive that you aren't? Father! Forgive me, that was more pointed than I meant it to be. All I'm saying is that when your parents were kids, when they were first together and getting pregnant and staring down the barrel of an uncertain future, that's all that the people in this community would have ever told them that they were capable of. Getting married and settling down in their hometown to have a few kids. And give or take the occasional drunken spat, it sounds like they did all right with that advice. But for the two of you, there's a whole lot more that life might be able to offer if you really took the extra few years to interrogate what it is exactly that you're looking for from it. It's 
seems to me like you're suggesting our ceremony's going to have to be at St. Anthony's after all. Elizabeth, please, that isn't what I mean. I'll be the first Donaldson not to get married in these four walls. <laughs> That's brilliant. Now look what you've done, Father. I don't mean to tell you flat out that I think you shouldn't get married, that I think the two of you are in any way wrong for each other. But what I do think is that you're young and your priorities may not quite be 100% in sync and that you may be able to benefit from giving yourselves a few years to figure those things out. He doesn't have a few years, Father. It's now or never. What do you mean? I've overstayed my visa as it is. Oh. And I know what you're thinking. Who on earth's gonna notice the straight cis white guy who's trying to pull one over on Uncle Sam? No, I never- You didn't have to say it, Father. It was all in your eyes. But the letters have already started showing up in the post. Get myself an employer who'll sponsor my visa, get hitched, or get on the next plane home. And you've explored the employment option? Really? <sighs> when were you hoping to get on the schedule? Sooner than later. I'll see what I can do. We'll, of course, have a proper ceremony in the summertime with both of our families present. But even with the legality of it all, I'd rather be somewhere that I feel safe than in the town courthouse. That just feels too... Too sterile. Exactly. I can understand not wanting to get married in the same place one goes to pay a parking ticket. So? What do you say, Padre? Did we pass the test this time? <laughs> with flying colors. Oh, my mother will be so happy to hear that. I'm sure she will. You'll call us as soon as you're ready for us. You two just make sure you have your marriage license in order and I'll take care of the rest. Thank you so much, Ben. It means the world to us. You're really getting me out of a jam here. That's what I'm here for, after all. As a Rogue Dialogue production. This episode was written and directed by Bob Ramunda and Jack Marone. Here's our cast in order of appearance. Casey Callahan, Father Ben, David Pello, Jacob, and Julia Shafini, Lizzie. Script editing by Jordan Stillman. Dialogue editing by Bob Ramunda. Sound design, score, and mixing by me, Adam Raymunda. All of the graphic design comes from Sam Twardy. Find out what we're up to by following at Forgive Me Show on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Season three of Forgive Me would not be the same without our executive producer, Curtis Debrell Jr. This season, we've got a 13-episode Patreon-exclusive series called Confessions with Clem. Our patrons will get a glance into the secrets of the St. Patrick's community with everyone's favorite witty, nihilistic priest. In next week's episode, we hear Alex come in looking to chat with his brother, Ben, but ends up finding Clem. Surprise, Bender! I owe you five bucks. I was sure I'd catch on fire when I walked through the doors to this place. And you can slide the money right through the curtain. So why did you call me Bender? Oh, shit! You must be that old German guy, Clem. What gave it away? 
To get access to this Patreon-exclusive series, as well as an ad-free version of our feed, become a supporting parishioner over at patreon.com slash roguedialogue. That's patreon.com slash roguedialogue. Are you enjoying our new season? If you are, go follow the show on your favorite podcast player. If you really enjoy it, rate it and review it on Podchaser or Apple Podcasts. That's it for now. We'll see you back here in two weeks for episode six. The Fable and Folly Network, where fiction producers flourish. Greetings, people of Earth. My name is Schmo Brannigan. I have hacked into this RSS feed with a promotional feature for the Wizard Scroll podcast, transcribing in 3, 2, 1. Hold on, let me unfurl this Wizard Scroll real quick. Went out of Baba Boy. Nowhere, ten humongous scorpions had surrounded the campsite. Tails outstretched. Hello, welcome to McDonald's. Uh, can I take your order? As he says, what are you going to get? I don't know what I want. I'm going to get the double, uh, triple, uh, lobster. Oh, I'll take one too. Two McLobsters. As if on cue, the camera panned upwards, directing everyone's attention towards the giant hot air balloon presently taking a pass over the stadium. Holy mother of sassafras, it's Gargo! Wizard Scroll is available on iTunes, Spotify, Audible, and wherever else fine podcasts are found. This concludes today's promotional feature.